Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. I'm joined by Justin Wells. It's Bama week, but it's time for another edition of Questions Answered. If you're not already a member at Inside Texas, we got a great promo for you. If you're a viewer of On Texas Football, use the code OTFIT23. We got a great deal, and this is the time to do it. Inside team info, recruiting never, ever stops, and the 2025 class is coming to the forefront. All the updates on 2024 prospects still outstanding as well. But we're going to get right into it. It's Alabama week, the return matchup from a thriller last season. Justin, we don't see these very often. And I was talking to Bama Online's Charlie Potter. He's been on this job, I think, for over a decade. And this is the first Power 5 non-conference team that he's seen enter Bryant-Denny Stadium while he's on the job. I think it's the first one since either 2010 or 2011 when Penn State came to town. So we got a real special one to talk about this week. Absolutely. And not to mention, I mean, it, it shouldn't be a factor that I don't think Alabama has lost a home game at night ever. Um, we have to, we got to, we got to do a little bit more fact checking, but that, uh, that, that, that's big. But you know what it reminds me of? 1998. Texas and Ricky Williams show up to Lincoln, Nebraska, and they break that uh, record home winning streak. So records are meant to be broken, Joseph. Yeah, we may talk to uh, Joe Burrow about that stat. Uh, but we got 10 questions to dive into. We'll go ahead and get into it. Question one, is there any theme or anything from last year's 20-19 to 19 game where the Crimson Tide won in Austin that you expect to maybe see again in this year's game? I do, you know, uh, around our roundtable is going to be posted, you know, sometime later today. And, 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 and in that, in that I basically broke down. I think this game's going to come out a lot like it did last year. I, I think it's going to be a very close game. You don't have your major offensive stars. There's no Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner. There's no Bijan Robinson, starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. So you've got some big guys that aren't there. And a Will Anderson on the defensive side. You can make a case for him as well for Alabama. I'm expecting the unexpected. I, I think Sark really did not show us anything against Rice. I, I think it was so vanilla, it was almost sour how vanilla it was. And so I think we're going to see. Last year they had some confidence. They came out firing out, and it was great. The Texas D-line is going to be, I think, the biggest factor because the O-line for Bama wasn't as strong last year. They were still good. Bama's worst O-line is still going to be one of the best in the country, but they weren't, weren't as good. This year, they got some new tackles, and those are guys you want to go after. And so I think the, the D-line can, can neutralize this game and make it close again. How close? Um, I'll tell you, know, we'll do our predictions at the end, end against the spread, but I'm telling you, I think last year's game and this year's game are going to mirror each other. I think so, too. I think you're going to see each team's defensive line have a, a, a big impact on this yeah. game. Um, Texas interior offensive line, you know, they were vanilla. I don't know if they were that vanilla flavor. They were that vanilla extract, you know, the stuff that's got a little bit of a kick to it that you got to, to cook down in order to make it work. Uh, but, you know, you look at the fact that Keelan Robinson, a, a key player on this team only had two touches um, during conventional downs, one carry and one rush. We know that's going to change. We didn't see a ton of motion, but you didn't see great right. execution. You didn't see a lot from that interior, of the offensive line, that we're going to get into. And we already know that Alabama's got a great defensive line. Uh, they're always going to have experience. 
or talent, at least at defensive tackle in this year. They got Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, um, even a couple other guys, even if Will Anderson's not there. So uh, it's going to be a test. The tackles are going to be tested. Kelvin Banks versus Dallas Turner. Um, Caden Proctor, a true freshman from Iowa, is going to be the left tackle for Alabama going against Baron Sorrell, Ethan Merck, and that bunch. So a lot of different things going on there. But I expect that uh, the defensive lines have a pretty big impact on this game. Maybe not in the stat sheet, maybe so, but it's going to make life difficult, I think, for both quarterbacks and even both running games. We had an update from Steve Sarkeesian on his Thursday Zoom. Uh, check out three things to know from Steve Sarkeesian. I wrote that. It's over on Inside Texas. But the big key was that he believes C.J. Baxter is going to be ready to go. His own words were he's fired up for him to go cut it loose this Saturday. We know Jonathan Brooks is experienced, but after Jonathan Brooks, if C.J. Baxter is less than what he typically is, there are some questions. So how big is it that C.J. Baxter is going to be there for the Longhorns? In what respect? We don't know, but at least in shoulder pads with a helmet there to maybe give a few snaps or potentially a lot more for the Longhorns on Saturday. You, you know exactly what you have in Jonathan Brooks. Solid, steady, not going to make mistakes. Probably not the game breaker. Maybe some of the other ones are, but you know what you get slow and steady and, and, and he's consistent. That's not a running back that scares Alabama. Just be honest. There's one guy in that backfield that can put a little fear, and that's big boy C.J. Baxter. The fact that he's coming back, the fact and, – and, and, you know, last week was merely, you know, landing on the ball wrong, something with his rib and his sternum, something that he's, he, he's overcome – but on the run where he was injured, that was the only time we saw a running back really get into space against Rice. And it was Baxter. And it reminds me, he can get the edge forever. You know, Texas has those guys that run the inside outside zone. They, they, they know where to follow. But at some point, you got to have a guy that can get around with, with speed and quickness around that edge and get to the second level. Baxter does that for you. Big Jonathan Brooks fan here. But I don't think Alabama's that worried about Jonathan Brooks. Cedric Baxter gets a few carries, picks up some chunk yardage like he did on Saturday. Confidence starts to go up. The defense has to start coming in more. Then this thing might operate a little bit better. I don't know how much we're going to see Baxter, but I do know he, I think that's the running back that would actually give Bama problems on this roster. Yeah. I, I, I and Keelan Robinson, too. I'm sorry, Dan. Keelan Robinson's got some payback. Yeah. Bama, that's where he played, and nothing besides a gold record would make him happier than than, than playing big in, against the Crimson Tide. Gold record, gold jacket, one of those two things. I have a little bit of a different approach. You know, I think this is going to be a game probably where Texas runs 20 to 25 times. And if you're getting Jonathan Brooks the ball 15-ish times and C.J. Baxter gets 6 to 10, something like that, because of what his status might be, because you want him for the rest of the year, I would take that. I think that's a, a split you have to be able to accept, especially when you know that Keelan Robinson and others and some others may get some manufactured touches. I doubt we'll see as much Jaden Blue. I feel like the touches Jaden Blue got last week pretty often were the ones Keelan Robinson is going to get this week. So a um, little bit different, I, I, but I think you can still get things going with Jonathan Brooks, but I think they want to have the threat of C.J. Baxter available to them. Another thing from Sarkeesian's press conference, right guard, uh, a position that was uh, uh, one of concern, I think, a little bit for the offense last week. If you had to pick one, 
Um, You had DJ Campbell get the start. We were told on Monday uh, by Steve Sarkeesian that both he and Cole Hudson were going to play. Cole Hudson didn't play. DJ Campbell got a little hurt. Um, uh, And instead, I think Hayden Connor or Neto Umiozulu came in and Nato Connor, uh, man, Neto Umiozulu came in and Hayden Connor may have flipped to the other side. Either way, those were the two guards. Today, Sarkeesian, uh, speaking on Thursday, said Campbell returned to practice and got better as the week went on and that Cole Hudson was going to be playing on Saturday. What do you make of the right guard spot? I think (laughs) DJ Campbell has the most upside. I I can guarantee that. He's the more athletic. He's he's your meaner disposition guy. But in Tuscaloosa – you can't make the mistakes he made against Rice. That gets your – listen, Rice popped Ewers a few times. A couple times he got up a little ginger. Alabama won't let him get up. So that interior O-line needs to get shored up with the quickness. I think – I'm not sure we're going to have a – you know, we'll have a full uh, practice report, but I, I'm not sure Cole Hudson doesn't start at right guard. Oh, simply because of the atmosphere. He's been there. Hudson was big last year in that close game against Alabama, a second start of his career. I, I, and I don't think he's missed anything. If anything, he's gotten bigger and stronger, and he doesn't have as much mileage because he was out in the spring. And so that position is going to be interesting. And also look at left guard. Hayden Connor might be the guy they trot out to start at left guard. That, that would be the most likely. But in a couple weeks, I'm not sure Connor is the starting left guard. I think Neto Umiozulu is a guy that could slide in at left guard and start. He certainly has more upside. I, and I'm a big Connor fan, but I feel like he's kind of hit his ceiling already. And Neto's is just now approaching that. And so against Bama, you got to put the guys out there that are assignment sound. No mistakes because Bama pounces on mistakes like a lion to, 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 to blood. Like they, they, they jump on it. So go with the guys that you know are assignment sound, and then is when you can see more of a rotation. Then you can see more balance a couple weeks into the season heading into Big 12 play. Listen, the interior line is the one spot that I'm worried about, Joe, because Alabama smells fear, and I I think we're going to see both DJ and Cole, but, man, you can't miss assignments against Alabama. If you miss a combo block, you might lose your quarterback again for a month and a half like last year. I'll be quick on this one. I'm, I, I'm glad he brought that up because this is not a game, I think, that Steve Sarkeesian wants to say, hey, Malik Murphy, I need you to go make plays. No. He probably can, or even Arch Manning, no matter who he chooses. You don't want to pick the true freshman in his second game. You don't want to pick the redshirt freshman who's appeared in one game. You need that offensive line to be able to do what they need to do um, no matter who's out there. We'll go a little bit more rapid fire with okay. this one. Each side, offense, defense. Who do you see as the most important player on the Alabama offense? Jalen Milrow. If Jalen Milrow has a great game, Alabama's going to win this thing by double digits. I think that's the, the, the biggest factor there. If Milrow plays up to his level, that's going to be it. If Texas can get to him and fluster him and put him in, put him in passing situations – Texas has the advantage. On the defensive side, Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Will Anderson. He's not there. He's on the Texas. I mean, not Will Anderson. Dallas, Dallas Turner. Turner. Listen, uh, Houston, Alabama, Dallas, who knows? Alabama has more dang 
<laughs> elite defensive players. You can name nine or ten. The Kool-Aid kid, McKinstry is a baller. Um, you know, they, 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 they've got some dudes, man. And so, uh, Will Henderson, he's in Houston Texans now. I, 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 Dallas Turner, the one that actually knocked Quinn out last year. That's mine. What about your two? Just so I don't repeat on Milrow, <laughs> I agree with you. I'll, I'll go Caden Proctor. Like this is this is yeah. a guy who who was as highly touted as Kelvin Banks. A lot of similarities. Yeah. He's making his second career start, and Texas doesn't have a Will Anderson or a Dallas Turner or a Chris Braswell on their team right now, at least as far as we know. But Baron Sorrell's solid. Ethan Burke had a good start to his career. We've seen good things from some of the other players, including Anthony Hill. Caden Proctor's got to prove that he can protect Jalen Milrow and he can clear up holes in the run game. So if it's not going to be um, Jalen Milrow, I'll go with Caden Proctor. It's a left tackle. It's important. Bama defense, um, I'm going to go Kool-Aid McKinstry because that's a uh, Alabama defense that's a little bit banged up after the Middle Tennessee yeah. game. And Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to be a first-round draft pick probably at that cornerback position. He should be good to go, but he's going to have a tough assignment, whether it's against Xavier Worthy, whether it's against Adonai Mitchell. That's not going to be an easy matchup for him despite his talent. And we saw um, we saw Worthy have some opportunities last year, whether he was going against McKinstry or even Terry and Arnold. So I'm going to go with McKinstry. Keep an eye on Caleb Downs. He's a true freshman five-star safety yes. who has drawn so many great reviews. Um, going to be a got some Landon Collins there. to his game. Going to be a difference maker there. You always hear the story that whenever Chris or whenever Nick Saban starts entering the Minka Fitzpatrick echelon of talking about a player, probably the highest praise he can get. Yeah. I think if you go check out Bama, all their reporters, Bama online. Caleb Downs is approaching that territory. Let's flip it to Texas real quick. Most important offensive player for the Longhorns and defensive player. Quinn Ewers. I know it's easy. I know it. I know it's lazy picking the quarterback, but it's true. If Quinn Ewers has a great game, it's just like Milrow. If Quinn Ewers has a great game, Texas can win this thing by 10. If he has a great game, if they get the if they can connect vertically down the field, not just intermediate, if they can make that those safeties really work, whoo, Quinn Ewers is the most important Texas offensive player for the Horns. On defense, Tavondre Sweat. I think Tavondre Sweat had a tremendous game last year. I think in only he only had like 20-something snaps. A lot of those defensive starters against Rice only had 20-something snaps. I think that's tremendous. And he still uh, got, got pressure on the quarterback. He's In one play, he went through three different players. To me, Devondre Sweat has to put pressure up the middle so that your Ethan Burke, your Baron Sorrell, your Anthony Hill can come off the edge and you can spread that line. You can, you can change the pocket. So I'm going to go with Devondre Sweat. What about you? I think he's really important, but I think the, the – Texas defensive player that has to have the best game of his career is probably David Benda. We have a good level of anticipation on what we can expect from Byron Murphy to Vondre Sweat, even Alfred Collins, even Vernon Broughton showed us some stuff last week and Trill Carter is going to be his big old 300 pound self. Baron Sorrell, Byron, or excuse me, Baron Sorrell, Ethan Burke. We know what they can provide and they both, or at least Sorrell had a good game last year. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. David Benda is probably going to be hunted by that Alabama offense. Could be on RPOs, could be on reads for Jalen Milrow, running the football himself, handing off. Could be on a variety of things, matching up against tight ends, reading the run game. David Benda probably has to have the best game of his career on Saturday. We have high expectations for Jalen Ford. Jet Bush, when he's playing in the right role like he did last week, can play a great game. Uh, but but David Benda really has to make sure he's got it down this week because that will linebacker spot has a lot of pass coverage responsibilities, a lot of run stuffing responsibilities, and there were some mishaps last week. Texas offense, I'm not going to steal Quinn Ewers, but I'm going to go a little bit different route. I'm going to say Xavier Worthy because I think Xavier Worthy can have a really good game and Quinn Ewers may not be able to. So Quinn, Quinn Ewers, excuse me, Xavier Worthy having a good game isn't 100% dependent on Quinn Ewers. He can catch an out route and take it. He can catch, you know, a screen pass and go. So I think if Xavier Worthy has 100-plus yards, think of it probably in about four or five chunk plays, you know, 15-ish yards on average. That's moving the sticks. That's probably at least a touchdown. I think Xavier Worthy has to have one of the better games of his career in order for the Longhorns to walk out of there with a win. And you well, remember last year, he got separation on those Bama DBs. Now, once yeah. Hudson Card came in, they just it was a lot of man press or just manned up, but he was getting separation. And so I and listen, if you remember this last year, remember how scrappy the defense was. I think they had 14 or 15 penalties, could have had another half dozen PIs. So I'm curious to see how aggressive they're gonna be with home cooking. That's a factor with worthy as well. There's an extensive list of recruits seeing this game. Obviously, Alabama always brings in a lot of different talent to check out Bryant-Denny Stadium, but there's a lot of crossover with the Longhorns because yeah. Alabama recruits Texas. Texas recruits Alabama a little bit. So who do you see as the most important or one of your really important visitors for this upcoming matchup? I'll give you one on both sides of the ball. K.J. Lacey, 2025 quarterback commit of the Longhorns, uh, Sarah Land, Alabama product. Um, he's he's solid to Texas, but Alabama told him they're not going to stop recruiting him. And, he, and I don't blame him. The kid is smooth. Everything is smooth about him. So I, I think he's the most important player. His teammate, Ryan Williams, who's also committed to Alabama or, or, or is committed to Alabama, he's kind of – they're working on each other. And so I think those guys are important. On defense, give me some Solomon Williams. 
Texas just landed Zena Umiozulu, the second edge in the class of 2024, to, to go along with, with Colin Simmons. We think the number's three. We think they want one more. With Danny Okoye trending to Oklahoma right now, and unlikely, and we don't know if he's actually going to be able to make that trip, uh, as we reported uh, at Inside Texas on, on uh, September 16th against Wyoming. Solomon Williams becomes more important. And, and they've had good conversations. They, he's already been on campus once. Texas is trying to get him on campus again. A good showing in Tuscaloosa might actually help expedite that that trip. Just so I don't steal either of those, because I pretty much agree with them, I'll steal an East Texas kid, Terry Bussey. If he sees some good stuff from Texas, I think he's going to make that trip he, to Austin, that is. Yeah. He doesn't see good stuff from Texas. Well, that's another uh, in-state <laughs> player that we can uh, – not worry about you having to go down the road to see. All right, real quick, one matchup advantage, one matchup disadvantage for the Longhorns in this game. I think the Longhorns' advantage is their defensive secondary. I think the DBs are much better than Alabama's wide receivers. Alabama graduated a lot of guys over the last couple of years, and so there's a ton of youth. I think Jermaine Burton might be the elder statesman. In, in, in that in that regard, uh, but there's some East Texas flavor there with Jalen Hell. Uh, they've got a lot of freshmen. I think Texas DBs are better, and and I think that that's going to hurt Milro because I think you're going to see tight coverage from the top four corners. If Jalen Catalan is the spy, he can give Milro tons of problems. So I think that's the advantage for Texas, the, the DBs over Bama's wide receivers. Uh, for Bama, I think their advantage is the D line over Texas O line. It's the same as last year in some regards, even though you've had a couple guys dinged up. There's experience there. All those guys return. But Alabama's D-line, is it might be a little bit better, and you're, you're, you're thinking they lost Will Anderson. How is that possible? Uh, it's Alabama. They've been doing it for 15 years, and they're going to continue to do it as long as Saban's there. And so I think the D-line is a, is a factor for Alabama. If they have a, uh, an advantage in the matchup department, I, I would take Alabama's D-line over the Texas O-line. Yeah, save a little bit of time. I'm going to go with you just because we've seen the problem with the interior. Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones can be as good as they want to be. And honestly, you know, we typically have an idea of the names in the middle of that Alabama defensive line. I don't know one right now off the top of my head. I'm doing my research, but there's no like superstar, you know, immediate like Quinn and Williams type guy. Marcel Darius. Defensive line. We know he's good. Whoever is there, but there's not just some all-out superstar. Still, the Texas offensive line and that interior was such an issue uh, last week to where that's going to be a big advantage, I feel like, for the Crimson Tide. And it's hard for me to disagree with you about Texas receivers, at least, versus the the Alabama defensive backs. Um, at least that's where I'm going with it. I think yeah, I was added, the other side. I was the other side. You were you Texas, Texas defensive receivers. backs. You were, yeah. I see that too, but I see Alabama. Uh, I see Texas receivers against the Alabama defensive backs because some of the injury stuff going on in the Bama yeah. secondary, and because think about what Jatavian Sanders can do. That was one of the best catches and runs I've seen a Texas receiver make in a long time last week, and it was by a tight end. Um, and I know it wasn't that impressive, but he was moving. He was moving fast, and I want to see some more of that this upcoming week. So impressive the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I, I really think that the Texas wideouts and pass catchers can have a day against the Alabama defensive backs, even with Kevin Steele, even with Nick Saban, even with that talent, just because of the talent that the Texas receivers have themselves. Joe, I am so curious to how much they're going to let these guys fight 
and scrap. Because you remember last year, those DBs, I'm not saying they were dirty. I'm just saying they were fighting. They were lying. There were no boundaries. And I'm so I'm I am so eager to see how that's gonna play out on Saturday night. I'm ready to check it out too. But since this is the last question, you know what that no. means? You and I were both off last week. Texas did not cover the 35 point spread or the yeah. 35 and a half point spread. No, nope. so right now we're sitting at 0 and 1. Last time I checked, Alabama was a seven point favorite. What do you think happens? Do the tide cover or does Texas get inside the number? No, uh, tide does not cover, but the tide wins. Uh, I've got te- I've got Alabama beating Texas twenty one to twenty. Um, I, I I just think uh, I don't think they're a touchdown better. I really don't. Now that that could change at nine o'clock on Saturday night, but right now I just I think it's closer than seven and a half. But I do think Bama at home at night. Ooh, that's tough. Your call. I'm with you. The way I've kind of thought about how this game ends up is that it's not a pretty one. Last year's wasn't pretty. No. This year's wasn't pretty. And I know I talked about how Texas skill position players, at least on the outside, can make some plays. But there's going to be some, you know, trotting and some sludging to get to that point. Yeah. So I, I see Texas covering seven and a half. I see them covering seven but I'm not sure if they're going to win that game. And, you know, I'm kind of with you. I see them hitting the under. I think the total I saw was at like 54, 54 and a half. I see something similar this upcoming week. Uh, No moral victories for the Longhorns, but um, they will put in a good showing and try to carry that into the rest of the season, in my opinion. So biggest factor, will you get credit for the safety this year? Do you actually, when you get a safety, do you get the two points? Because last year they got the safety – but they didn't get the two points and nobody in the world will ever explain that. So this year to me, if they have a safety, do you get the two points? Is that a makeup call in some ways? We'll see. I think it'll be sec cruise. Not sure. quite yet. So we'll find out. That's better than big 12. (laughs) Oh man. Thank you for watching on Texas football. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you also check out inside Texas. Use the promo code OTFIT23. Check us out for a discounted rate. You're going to love it. You're going to want to stay through the rest of the season and until Texas is in the SEC. So for Justin Wells, I'm Joe Cook. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. We'll see you next time on On Texas Football.